Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a fan early morning show. Austin Bechtel with you here on this Tuesday as we continue to count down the days to the first Steelers regular season game at home at the old Heinz, the current Akershire, the stadium on the North Shore. With whatever colorful name you want to give it, we'll face off, we'll host the Pittsburgh Steelers on September 10th against the San Francisco 49ers, who have gone all in on Brock Purdy. Seems that that was going to be apparent, and the case from really much, pretty much from the get go, once Purdy was inserted as the starter, didn't lose a game until injuries ended up doing him in in the NFC Championship game. And when you trade the guy that you traded three first-round picks to go and get in Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys, which, one, makes you think it's a little bit surprising that San Francisco and Dallas is making a trade when the history of San Francisco and Dallas, especially for a quarterback, tells you that San Francisco must really not believe in this guy. But the hype train has been around one particular young quarterback. One year fewer in the NFL than Trey Lance. And his name is Kenneth Pickett. And the praise continues to add up and add up and be higher and better. And now, why don't you just put the gold jacket on him, it seems. Everybody nationally is starting to realize and really starting to focus in that Kenny Pickett has significantly improved. And when you throw for just two completions, 200 yards, two touchdowns, and a perfect passer rating, no interceptions in the preseason, when you go five for five on offensive drives, yeah, it's fair to assume that (laughs) Kenny Pickett will take a big leap forward. It would be kind of hard to really think otherwise for that. And part of that is, will the play calling benefit him? Will he take matters into his own hands? Or is it just that the weapons surrounding Pickett are going to make him so much better? Or why can't it be a combination of all the above? The arrow is pointing up for the Steelers considerably. And something that I saw yesterday was that really caught my attention. That was kind of surprising to me. was kind of... I would say a little bit out there because, I mean, I'm not shy to say, I think the Steelers are going to win 11 games. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. I think that they can reach 
the AFC Championship game. But some others on this station, including our own Joe Starkey, thinks there could be more. And one thing with that, of course, when you look at the playoffs, when you look at just how this team continues to grow in the preseason and how dominant they looked against Tampa Bay, home against Buffalo, to close it out against Atlanta, yes, presumably, against a lot of backups. But we'd be saying if they struggled, oh, the Steelers' offense looks horrible. Steeler defense gave up too many points to other first-team offenses. Yes, the first-team offenses did not play, but the defense still did its job. And the offense went out there and did everything possible, everything necessary. And it's not like it was, oh, methodical drives of 14-play drives. It was big plays, chunk plays. Joe Sarkey thinks this could be the year for number seven? The Steelers are going to go to the Super Bowl in a rematch. The Seahawks. I thought they were, I said they were 11-5-1 before the preseason. This only made me go maybe to 12. They won nine games last year. They have a be- they're better at quarterback, maybe significantly. Better at running back, better at receiver, better at offensive line, better at defensive line, better at linebacker, maybe better in the secondary, maybe even in the secondary. I don't know yet. They're better everywhere, and they have an easier schedule. How is it a leap to go from 9 to 11 or 12? I mean, I think that's pretty fair. The only thing that I disagree with is in the first five seconds where he said that they will be playing in a rematch against the Seattle Seahawks. And the only reason why that is probably, the only reason that that's like a logical case to be made is that the NFC is just so putrid this year. It's San Francisco with Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant at quarterback, who, yes, helped steamroll through everybody last year for the Niners. But are people going to figure out Brock Purdy at this point? It's kind of hard not to have success when Kyle Shanahan is your head coach and is calling the plays. Everywhere that Kyle Shanahan has gone, he's won with different quarterbacks. He made Matt Ryan an MVP and went to the Super Bowl. He did great things with Kirk Cousins. He turned Jimmy Garoppolo into a little bit of a hot commodity to the point where he's now in Vegas getting another shot, and it's just injuries that really did him in. But he couldn't save Trey Lance. He'd give up three first-round picks to be able to go up and get, but that's neither here nor there. Sarkey mentioned the schedule. When you look at it, it is very favorable to the Steelers compared to other teams. Why? Well, you get San Francisco to open the season. If you had them later on in the year, I think it'd be much more challenging. Purdy's still coming off the injury. Bosa still in a contract dispute. So you get the Niners at home. First time the Steelers have had a home game to kick off the season in what seems like forever. Then you get the Browns again early on. Deshaun Watson conflicting reports out of camp. He's been horrendous. He's been good. He can't make back-to-back completions. Struggles there. That's on the 18th of September, Monday Night Football. Then you got Sunday Night Football at the Raiders early on in the year where Jimmy Garoppolo is trying to still get used to, get to know Josh McDaniels. And if Josh McDaniels has a bad year this year, he's probably out the door for the Oakland slash Vegas Raiders. Well, now the Vegas Raiders, but always Oakland in the hearts of many. Then you got to play the Texans and C.J. Stroud. 
there's always a trap game for the Steelers, a game that they should win on paper. You'd mark them down for a 10-point victory. That Houston game is the, is one of them. I would bet over $100, maybe more than that, that the Texans will lose by double digits, at least by one possession. Well, obviously by one possession, at least by a touchdown or 10 points, that the Steelers will win that game. Then you got the Ravens. This is really early on to play the Ravens on October 8th. One o'clock game, Acrisure Stadium. Those are your first five games of the season before the bye. And when you look at it, two playoff caliber teams in the Niners and the Ravens, and then the disastrous Raiders, the Browns are the Browns, and Houston's terrible. And then after the bye, you got the Rams. Really excited for that one in L.A. You get the Jaguars at home. If it was in Jacksonville, a much bigger challenge against a team that's on the rise. I think will no doubt win the AFC South and will make noise in the AFC. I could see the Jaguars in the AFC Championship game. Then you got the reeling Titans on Thursday night football to begin November. Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. At the Browns, at the Bengals. The tanking Arizona Cardinals. The Patriots at home on Thursday night. At the Colts on December 17th. The Bengals at home, and again, you get the Bengals second time around late in the season at home. That's on Christmas Eve Eve. And then as Starkey said, the Seattle Seahawks, which could be the Super Bowl reunion, the rematch against the Seahawks, which I just do not think will be a thing because it's San Francisco, it's Philadelphia. Now, I'd even put Dallas ahead of Seattle. And I mean... Will the Rams improve? How will the NFC West even look with the Rams, with Seattle? And then you're talking San Francisco because the Cardinals, I mean, they are not in the discussion with anybody. And then at the Ravens to close the year. I just think that there are so many winnable games out there. Which one of these are going to be the game that the Steelers lose at home that they really shouldn't? It might be that Patriots Thursday night game. Because it's Bill Belichick, and it's late in the year. And he's going to claw for every victory that is going to be possible for the Belichick ledger. Green Bay at home? I mean, Green Bay could be good this year. They're not going to be a legit threat in the NFC. But just look at the teams that have struggled. Browns twice. Raiders. Texans. Rams. Titans. We'll put Green Bay in that category. Tanking Cardinals. Patriots, Colts with a rookie quarterback. I mean, the most difficult game in there outside of the Bengals is at Seattle. And I know I was ripping on Seattle a little bit earlier, but I mean, that's still going to be like a solid team, but I don't trust any Geno Smith-led team to go to the NFC Championship game, let alone the Super Bowl. But it's all because of the way that Kenny Pickett has continued to develop and how he looks with George Pickens. You know, Andrew Filippone tweeted, oh, and it was seen as lunacy by people, and it it still kind of is, that Kenny Pickett to George Pickens was the next Montana to Rice. Now, I in no way possible think that I am 100% on board with that, but how about Ben to AB without the AB drama? How about the likes of other great duos? 
Kurt Warner to Larry Fitzgerald for a couple of years when they ended up going to the Super Bowl before the Steelers beat them in Super Bowl 43. Other great duos, Peyton Manning the Marvin Harrison or Reggie Wayne, Tom Brady to Wes Welker. Now, these are Hall of Fame level players we're talking here. And if you want a more uh, middle of the road type of comparison, Kirk Cousins to Adam Thielen. But I think Kenny Pickett to George Pickens will be better than that. Pickett to Pickens will be, in my opinion, a top five duo by the end of the season. And so many people think that Pickett is going to star just because of his confidence level, his maturity. Yeah. You can tell just in the way that he goes about his business this preseason, the way that he's played, he's not backing down from a fight. And Kenny Pickett's a fighter. He is one of the most skillful players, underrated skillful players, I think in the entire NFL at the quarterback position. People have slept on Kenny Pickett. I slept on Kenny Pickett as a quarterback at Pitt. When he came back for that extra year, I did not expect much at all from Kenny Pickett. You know, Pickett was coming off of a bowl game. Can't remember the exact name of it, but they were playing in Detroit. It was this kind of a lousy game. And there were question marks. Should Pickett even come back? He'd be around a fifth-round pick if he came out to the draft right now. And then he did. He came back. And everybody was like, okay, here's your chance. And Pickett, other than that, he worked at the Manning Passing Academy. And everything changed. Everything changed. The mentality, the confidence. And now, I mean, the sky's the limit for a picket. To the point where the comparisons are getting up there with Patrick Mahomes. Here's what Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, had to say last week. As soon as Roethlisberger ascended into football heaven after that Monday night against your Browns, they went straight to work on getting their replacement, and they got him in Kenny Pickett, and they didn't get desperate. They didn't have to trade up for him. Everybody knew they were going to take Kenny Pickett, and they just sat there and they waited for Kenny Pickett to be handed down to them by the football gods the same way the football gods accepted Ben Roethlisberger up into the pantheon of all-time greats. You need a quarterback who can do a lot, who can do it all, who can make it happen. And they may have already found him, and he may already be rocketing toward his ceiling, and that ceiling may be enough to put him in the conversation. Premature to to put him there, but he could be there with the Mahomes and the Burrows and the Allens if he keeps on that trajectory. Woo! Thank you, football gods. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen? When Kenny Pickett was in the process of getting ready for the draft and, you know, we were putting the pieces together, trying to figure out who was going to pick who. It was the Carolina Panthers at six that many thought David Tepper, former Pittsburgh Steelers minority owner, Pittsburgh guy, Tepper was going to be the one that was going to pull the trigger on the Pitt quarterback and make the move for Pickett. Well, that didn't happen. It was a little bit surprising, but it didn't happen. Atlanta, they passed. And then, following suit, Washington passed. And then you went, oh, okay. The Steelers might actually be able to do this. And people have said, oh, well, the Steelers just picked Kenny Pickett because they want to make sure that they did not avoid the same disaster with Dan Marino. That was absolute ridiculous nonsense. But 
it turns out that picking the big quarterback, and Dan Marino's a Hall of Famer. I'm not going to go there in terms of saying Kenny Pickett will be, but Kenny Pickett's going to be a multi-time pro bowler. I think he's going to make a couple all pros, especially with the weapons that are around him, the job that Omar Khan, trusted by so many in the NFL, the moves that he continues to make, he is a capologist, he's the con artist, the nickname that I like to give him, because he is out here fooling opposing GMs, the Kevin Dodson deal. Now, I would have liked to see Dodson stick around just for debt purposes with the injuries to Nate Herbig. Kendrick Green is horrendous and shouldn't even be on the roster. They tried him at fullback and didn't even give him a carry, didn't even give him a look in the preseason to see if he could actually do that. Maybe it was just a gimmick after all. Or the Steelers holding it in to, you know, wait until the regular season. Maybe against Cleveland on Monday night to deploy Kendrick Green as a blocker or give him the football on the one-yard line to power it in. Something that the Florida Gators on the new uh, Swamp Kings documentary that there were conflicting conversations about. It was about all about Urban Meyer, all about Tim Tebow. They would have Tim Tebow just line up, shotgun snap, carry it in. Will the Steelers hand the ball off to Kendrick Green? Who knows? But the same point of the matter is Omar Khan puts great players around Kenny Pickett. He has done that in the offseason, and he has continued to do that. He's continued to show the commitment to do that through every step of the way in preparation for this year. And that's one thing that is just so exciting about this Steelers team. They're so damn deep. Kenny Pickett is just somebody who we look at and think, at least nationally coming into the season, he was a oh, 25th best quarterback, and now the narrative, the perception has changed. And I thought Kenny Pickett was a top 15 quarterback coming into the season off of the merits of what he did in the back half of the year, the last six games. He had four game-winning drives. What I saw out of Pickett against the Raiders and the Ravens, and yes, Lamar Jackson did not play for the Ravens, and the Raiders, it was the Christmas Eve game where it was played basically on Antarctica negative 10 degree temperatures against the Raiders who frankly didn't even seem like they wanted to be there. And the Steelers were playing with a ton of emotion after the loss of Franco. Kenny Pickett showed up, delivered a game winning drive to George Pickens as he waved to everyone in the end zone after scoring with the gold end zones, the throwback logos around the same time that the Steelers live tweeted as if it was 1972 in the Immaculate Reception, which Just put chills down your arms. He got the job done. And then he came out, game-winning drive against the Ravens, rolled out to his left, throw on the run to Najee Harris, that if Patrick Mahomes made that play, if Josh Allen made that play, be talked about day in and day out, sports center number one play, top of every highlight reel. What a play by Kenny Pickett. But no, he's Kenny Pickett, the only quarterback taken in his draft. He went to Pitt. He's up. You know, this flashy guy that's throwing for 300 yards a game. He was being used as a game manager. He wasn't being deployed to throw the ball deep so many different times, five times a game, taking big-time shots. George Pickens was a rookie. Deontay Johnson didn't catch a touchdown. The Steelers' offense was not flashy whatsoever, averaging 18 points a game. But now when you go down and score on five straight possessions to begin the season, and Kenny Pickett, Looks like a different guy because he's just so damn confident. And it's just the checks at the line. 
being able to run but not take off, run and still walk down the field and make plays. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I'm saying AFC Championship game. I could see Steelers-Chiefs. I could see the Steelers as the number two team in the AFC. And I'll stack up the Steelers against some other teams in the AFC. Coming up next, I'm Austin Bechtold with you. It's the fan early morning show as the Steelers and 49ers will do battle. It's September 10th, Akersher Stadium, the first game of the season after the Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. Shouldn't be the Lions, but it is the Lions. Get going on opening night to begin the season. The Chiefs are defending champs. The Wake Up Show is presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply 84lumber.com. Coming up, Steelers against the rest of the AFC. How do they match up? Well, kind of better off than many think. I'm just giving my opinion here. The truth of the matter, the truth be told, coming up next, 937 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 